I've been told it's a good idea to start a speech with a joke. Well, don't get your hopes up. I'm not here to tell jokes. I'm here to pick a fight. Past the far side post. Solaric unable to clear. Duclair closes the tip. Saved by Rask. Welcome back to the Boston Bee Party. I'm David Rodriguez. With me is Tyler Scales. Happy Friday, Tyler. Happy Friday, Dave. Uh, we've been off for a couple of weeks. We got a lot to get to. Uh, we have six games to talk about, and then there's a lot going on in the league, including the Global Series over in Stockholm, and uh, the bunch of injuries in the league. And last night there were five overtime games, all pretty exciting. Uh, I definitely want to talk about the. San Jose Winnipeg game that was pretty exciting uh, but we'll get to that in a little bit let's start it off with the Stanley Cup rematch St. Louis at Boston three nothing victory Tuka Rask makes 26 saves in a shutout what what do you think who do you think the Bruins are gonna I just wish they played like this during the game seven yeah I, I think I agree but uh, I heard Tuka make some uh, comment about after the game, something to the extent, or before the game even, uh, something to the extent of, you know, it, it's just a regular season game. It's not like they're going to bring the cup back into town. Yeah, and another thing is players like Bergeron, Marchand, they just said to forget about the past and just focus on the future and focus on what's most important, burning wins for your team. Absolutely. Um, so in that game, we had uh, Pasternak score for the fifth straight game. Bjork and Carlo both scored their first of the year. Uh, St. Louis was playing without Tarasenko. Um, they also just recently lost someone else for on their team. I think Steen went out Sheen? with it. Brennan Shin? Uh, no, not Shen. Um, I think it was Steen. Hold on one second. But what did you what did you take from the St. Louis game? I thought it was a pretty good game, in my opinion. And I just heard my brother complaining about most of it. <laughs> Talking about, why didn't you play this during Game 7? That's what <laughs> yeah. I'm all saying. I bet, I bet a lot of people are like this. I, I don't think it's so much the team that needs to move on. I think it's the fans that just need to move Absolutely. on at this point. Yeah. Uh, they're professionals. They do what they need to do. Yeah, and again, uh, yeah Alexander Steen suffered a high ankle sprain uh, in Edmonton on Wednesday and has been placed on injured reserve and will be out for four weeks. So their team is starting to feel it from last year, and you know we've had a couple of injuries ourselves, mostly infections, I believe, between yeah. Richie and Nordstrom. But um, you know you can really see it starting to take the toll on St. Louis. With I mean, uh, Tarasenko is basically out for the year, so that's really unfortunate. He's a star player for them. Uh, they have other players too. They have Alex Petrangelo on defense, who is very, very useful for. Uh, for assists, he can set you up pretty well. I know a lot of defensemen who can do that, just as John Carlson from the Capitals. You're in love with him. I knew you were gonna bring him up. We'll touch he's, base. He's a good player. I mean, we'll, we'll touch base with him. He was him. first star of the month for October. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Uh, one of my notes I have over here that I did remember from our last episode is, you thought flat out Boston was gonna lose this game. Yeah, I, thought, I I said I could see them losing in overtime, but I mean I'm glad we're both wrong on that. That's one of those happy happy incidents, right? Yeah, but I believe Tarasenko was not injured when we talked about the game, but uh, I think he had just gotten injured. Uh, yeah. you may you may have flopped 
after the fact once you found that out. Um, but yeah, I, I do remember you saying that. Okay, so uh, yeah. that was on a Saturday. On the Saturday that I f- first went on vacation. Next up was uh, Boston in New York against the Rangers. The first line, excuse me, sorry about that. The first line combines for 13 points to power the Bruins past the Rangers on a 7-4 win. They had, a, I believe, a four-goal second period, and Lundqvist was pulled after four goals on 31 shots. I mean... Yeah, I remember seeing that game. Uh, Lundqvist got really pissed about one goal, which yeah. he needs to calm down about it. That did not help his game at all. I think that goal really affected his play, and... What to a seven to four victory for the Boston Bruins in New York? Yeah, just embarrassed everybody in the Madison Square Garden. <laughs> and the Rangers are uh, fifth in the wild card right now, with fifteen yeah. points, uh, middle of the pack. They got a good goaltender. They they've been building over the last couple of years, rebuilding on the fly. Um, uh, they have a good shot at this point to make a run for the wild card. They are only four points out right now, and I know it's early in the year. They also have a game or two in hand on everybody in front of them. Yeah, right now as I look at the standings, they have a good percentage for goals against with 45. So Lundqvist had like one bad game, but if he kept his cool, if he if he keeps his cool during games like uh, like for example, he didn't keep his cool in the Bruins game. If he kept his cool, he probably would have done a lot better, in my opinion. Right. Uh, you know, a lot of people have said that Tuker doesn't show enough emotion. Uh, I think we talked about it a few episodes back as far as you got to go back and see him have a nice meltdown on the ice back when he was playing in Providence. So you're going to see it every once in a while. I believe I saw Halak, who I want to get to goaltending much later because Halak has given up four goals in each of his last two games, and I'm sure everybody is ready to throw Tuker off a bridge after the Montreal game. Oh, yeah. um, but back to the Rangers game. Bergeron gets his fifth career hat trick. Coyle got his first goal of the game of the year. He had a goal and an assist in that game. And Halak, four goals on 29 shots. The team with a three-game win streak. Um, you know, they, the stretch that they've been on lately has been pretty damn good, if you ask me. Um, they Up until the Montreal game that we will get to, they ended up with a 10-game point streak. Yeah, and I want to talk more about the Rangers game. I thought it would be a really close game, to be honest. But after Lumpus lost his cool, I had a feeling it would just be an absolute blowout. It really surprised me. Yeah. Like, New York has a bunch of star players in that team, like uh, Anas Panarin, who, who was formerly on the Columbus Blue Jackets. Atemi Panarin. They call Panarin, him, they, excuse me. They call him the bread man. Yeah. He's... Yeah, he's... I was surprised to see him on the Rangers when I first heard about it. Uh, yeah, I think he went where the money is, so... Yeah. Uh, they get the, I, I think he might be a a rookie uh, or a second-year player, Capo Caco. He's, just, he's a rookie player, yes. Yeah, he's just got a funny name, but uh, you hear a lot about him. He seems to have a little bit of speed and some scoring touch. He right yeah. now has five points, three goals, and two assists through 14 games. Yeah, I believe he got those points early into the season. Yeah, so he's uh, kind of cooling down right now. Yeah. You have uh, Chris Kreider on that team. He... Uh, scored a goal against us. Ryan Strom, he's another one. Mika Zin- Zimbidjad, Mika Zimbidjad, I think I got that right. Uh, played in his 500th career game during that. He is their team leader in points, but he went out in the first period with an injury. So, 
New York, uh, yeah, I mean, they they had a nice little team. Oh, Jacob Truber, I forgot he ended up over there after coming from Winnipeg and them having some issues, so. And Mark Stahl, too. You know about the Stahl brothers. Yeah, know all about the Stahl brothers. So, yeah, I mean, I, I didn't get to see the game from what I saw. We had some pretty nice-looking goals in there. Um, there we go. Yeah, Krejci scored a goal. Nope, that's San Jose. Sorry about that. Way to, way to have your notes ready, Dave, you dumbass. All right. Bergeron scores. Coyle scores his first. Coyle scores his first of the year. Chara gets a goal. Secondary scoring is really starting to pick up over the last I couple agree. of games. And um, it's nice to see Charlie Coyle especially get some goals in. He was a little cool, cold for the uh, first part of the season. But now I think he's starting to heat up a little bit. Yeah, he's been getting snake bit. So it's, it's definitely good to see a guy like him get... Uh, some points get one in the net yeah. considering that uh, even in any of the games you see you hear his name a ton uh, he's around the puck all the time he's making some good defensive plays so it's always nice to see a, uh, a player who's working for it get get the hit pay dirt yeah of course um, coming up next is uh, old friend your your favorite player in the league Evander Kane uh, again, yeah. I I went right. back. I had that on my DVR, and I went back and I watched that game, and I just I I, I agree with you. I think Evander Kane yeah. is a tremendous talent, but what a dick. Yeah, douchebag. Um, Pasternak scores yet again yeah. in that game. Krejci scores in that game. Coyle scores again. Carlo scores. You know, it it's. That game brought nothing but pure satisfaction to me. Yeah. Uh, that... Five to one, Boston Bruins. <laughs> Pasternak had a great power play goal from the circle after DeBrusque breaks the, breaks up a play behind the net. Puck yeah. finds Bergeron, who freezes Jones and passes it across the ice over to Pasternak for, you know, the pat- patented one-timer. Krejci with his first on the year. Uh, another one-timer from the point. Marshawn stays with the puck. I, he had a pretty good individual effort, effort on that one. Individual effort on that one, excuse me, uh, to find... Krug, who then finds Krejci wide open for the one-time power play goal. Martin Jones got a little piece of it, and it was also challenged, but it was upheld. Um, I forget what the challenge was on that. I am so tired of replay, and we can touch base on that in a little bit. Um, Yeah, we have a lot to talk about for that Montreal game, don't we? Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm just getting tired of it. It's just ridiculous. Bruins go up 5-1 after two. Third period, no no scoring on that, but that's when the game started to get chippy. Yeah. That's when your your uh, your BFF Evander Kane started. Him and uh, I believe it was Dylan started making some questionable hits on people, and at one point you see Brett Ritchie come out and he lays into Kane. Good. And then he goes for a second shot on the same shift, and he ends up in a fight. Uh, not with Kane though, because you know Kane's not gonna fight anybody who can yeah, actually I fight. Yeah, I think I think after that Chara fight, he got a little bit scared. So. Oh, I thought we were gonna have Kane Chara too. It, there was a yeah, there was, was a point in that game where that it really happen. looked like it. So. Yeah, I wanted that to happen, but. Uh, you know, Kane was just he knew. Kane was he only knew he was gonna lose, so he just yeah. the ice. He was only he only started actually chirping at Chara once yeah. there was a linesman in between them, and then a couple shifts later, you see. Kane chirping at Bergeron. Why? Why are you gonna go after P- 
Patrice Bergeron? Does he even have a fighting major in his career? And if so, I bet you you can count the um, the fighting majors in his career on one hand because it's probably one or two if he even has a fight. Yeah, I think he has. Just it's very rare to see him. It's, oh. I don't think he's fought in years though. I, he probably fought like around like 2011 or 2010 against <laughs> the Montreal Canadiens, but. Yeah, yeah. Um, Tuga looked pretty good that game. Yeah, San Jose only with 17 shots, though. They kinda, they've kind of they been at the bottom. They had a good game last night, which was just amazing. I think I touched base a little bit on it. And, uh, with Winnipeg? Yeah, so they're, uh, they've been at the bottom. Yeah, I think they've realized that they need to step up now, and I think uh, some of the team leaders, such as Thornton, Patrick Marlowe, and uh, Brett Burns, they're telling the Sharks, you got to get – you gotta step up and yeah. I mean yeah. that that game was kind of embarrassing for the Sharks. I was uh, surprised that Marlowe and Thornton didn't just retire yeah. after the game. That's how bad it was. Yeah, and they don't have a lot of like really offensive players on the team. It's mostly just physical players. Like they have you have Logan Couture on the team. They have Pavelski, Hurdle Tom, Tomas Hurdle. Uh, he's a yeah. pretty decent player. Yeah, they lost uh, Pavelski on that team, which is unfortunate. I believe he plays for the Dallas Stars. Please forgive me if I'm yes, wrong. Yes, no, you're right on that. They, okay. He he switched over there. He was their captain. Now it's Couture, I believe. Um, the real funny thing about the San Jose game was at the end of the game, I think there was they had their six players on the ice, and then they had five players left on the bench because everybody got tossed at towards the end of that game, including oh their God. coach. So, um, but yeah, if you get a chance to go back and look at that Chara Kane fight from last year, Kane just, yeah, you know, comes from behind, to... pulls Chara down, and Chara just stands back up Teach and starts beating on him. And, and it's almost like he's it, he's boy. toying with him a little bit too, because he'll hit him. He'll wait like three <laughs> or four seconds. I think he even says something, and yeah, then and I'm gonna say this again: if you fight Chara, you are stupid for that, because that guy is tall. And he's played in the league for so long, he knows what to do in that in that ice. Yeah, there aren't too many. He's gonna teach you a big lesson. There aren't too many players in the league that that tall any uh, to begin with. So you, you're gonna have a you're fighting a battle uphill on that. Yeah, we'll talk about more of his games later. Absolutely. I'm David Rodriguez talking with Tyler Scales. This is the Boston Bee Party. We've just touched base on three of the games in the last couple of weeks. Um, San Jose, the Rangers, and, of course, the Stanley Cup rematch with the St. Louis Blues. The next game on our docket here was the game on Saturday the 2nd uh, against Ottawa in Boston. Scary moment pretty early into that game where, uh, was it Saborin? Yeah, Saborin. Saborin, excuse me. Um, He goes to make a hit on David Backus. Uh, according to the broadcast, it looked like he was knocked out before he even separated yeah. from Bacchus. Bacchus called over for some help immediately. There was a good 13-minute delay. Um, I was listening to a different podcast, the Perfection Podcast, with Billy Jaffe, Fluto Shinzawa, and Joey Mac- McDonald on The Athletic. And um, Jaffe was saying there was actually a pool of blood on the ice which i did not see in any of the replays which i know i know that's one of the things like when it comes to injuries they 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 look over it they decide what to show and then they try to get away from it and they don't want to ever make any predictions so saboral uh saborin excuse me right yep the saborin uh he is gonna be okay i believe he has a broken nose maybe a concussion glad he's gonna be okay was a scary moment 
Uh, I'm very happy to hear that he's okay. Uh, you can see Bagus on the ice too. It's he was just very like upset about it. Yeah, da- himself, David Bagus was pretty upset about it. Uh, he also left the game as soon as uh, they took Saborin off the ice, um, and we haven't seen him since. He's still working back towards it. A guy like him who's had multiple concuss- concussions in his career, you wanna, you really wanna take a look at that, and they're probably just. They've been playing well. Let them sit out. Let them get 100% like they did with Krejci. Yep. Um, so, but uh, Boston beats Ottawa 5-2. to two. Not the prettiest game. 2-2 two, two after 2 before Boston really turns it on. You had goals from Heinen and DeBrusque late in that game. Uh, Heinen un- unassisted. That was actually a pretty decent goal. Steals the puck in the neutral zone. Taps the yeah. puck into the zone. Um, the brusque race for it didn't quite get it, and but Heinen never gave up on the play. Comes in and just kind of walks in front of the net and taps it around Anderson. It was a pretty nice goal. It was his first five-on-five goal of the season. Uh, I like Heinen as a player. I think he's very solid defensively for us. It's nice yeah. to see him get there offensively. Yeah, I know he can definitely get better with more games to come, but. He's been playing very well recently, uh, but I think he can definitely do better. And once he does better, I think that'll be pretty big for the Bruins with the uh, the way they've been playing lately. Uh, you know, they had to get, uh, as we talk about with Ottawa, they currently have a five-game win streak up to Ottawa. But, yeah, they've been playing. he's been playing pretty well recently. I agree with you on that part. Yeah, uh, Boston had a winning that game, extended their point streak to nine games. You had Brad Marchand at that point with a 12-game point streak. David Postonok with 11 games. Bergeron had his 500th career assist on Marchand's goal in that game. Um, you know, but Ottawa, I know they're at the bottom of the league. They've always tried to play us tough. I was a little concerned when it was 2-2 after 2. I, I get it that that injury was really big it takes those yeah. it takes those guys because they're a big they're a big community they're, yeah. they're a giant family so when something bad like that happens on the ice you can see the compassion the entire team lined up and it just took it seemed like it took the entire game a, a little bit to really recover and get back going from that yeah and i know Saborn's a pretty good player for the senators and probably one of the more respected ones in the league so it was again very unfortunate uh we hope for a better recovery for Saborn over here at the Boston Bee Party. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, next up was Pittsburgh. Where are my notes on Pittsburgh, Dave? Pittsburgh was a uh, Pittsburgh was an interesting game, to say the least. Yep. I want to first talk about Halak. Uh, Halak. Halak. Halak, you got it. <laughs> Don't forget. Oh. Um, yeah, again, just another game. You he uh, had four goals against them. Uh, how many shots did they have? Uh, who? The Pittsburgh Penguins. Uh, oh, for the... I'm looking that up right now. I don't know why I don't have notes on the Pittsburgh game. Uh, I anyway. Apparently uh, did a bad job. Pittsburgh had 44 shots in that game. Halak giving up four goals on 44 shots. That's, you know, that's tough. But, yeah. you know, the Bruins had their patented terrible second period. Yeah, and honestly, the Penguins are really... Good team. We all know that. Well, obviously with Crosby, Chris yeah. Latang, Afghani Malkin. Yeah, uh, they're you know their goaltender Matt Murray is 
very good uh, himself, you know. But that second period, Boston gave up 21 shots to six, four goals in that. Um, it was nice to see them show some resiliency and come back in the third period to yep. win the game. I, I think the – I think – you know, you'll please forgive me. I, I lost my train of thought on that one. Um, yeah, it's just again, it's just, uh, it's just not a good game for the for the Bruins. Yeah, and that was the first night on the back to back. What did you think about Halak playing Pittsburgh as opposed to Rask playing Pittsburgh and playing Rask in Montreal? We all know Rask has a jagged history uh, yeah. up in Montreal. Um, Do you think that was the right play? Do you go for the points yeah, in the I division? Was, I think it was the right play with the result of the game. Uh, 44 shots. That's a lot for a backup goalie like Halak. So. Former number one, though. You know, that's that's what's good about Halak, and I think that's why people like him so much is he, yeah. if needed, he could carry the load. But he is definitely, in my opinion, better as a backup. Yeah, some of the goals in him were not exactly his fault. The, the, the defense in that period for the second period, I believe, they were not there for that period. They let in, they let uh, twenty-one shots. As you said, that's not good at all. But yeah, and and that's tough. Um, yeah. Matt Murray was actually, I say he's a good goaltender, but he was actually pulled after three goals on eleven shots. Yeah, it's just a poor performance from them. Uh, the Bruins, they obviously woke up during the third period, and the defense as well did. So yeah, now Pittsburgh swarmed in that second period, and Boston, Boston just. Couldn't couldn't keep up in that second period. They didn't have their legs or whatnot. So yeah, we've had a lot of the the uh, nap second periods from the Bruins. So so we were talking about streaks in the last game and this Pittsburgh game. I found my notes because you know they were right in front of me. Why not? Uh, Marshawn was the third Boston player in 25 years with a point streak of 13 games or more. Um, the last two players to do that was Phil Kessel in 2008 with an 18 game point streak and Adam Oates in 1997. Were you alive in 97? No. Yeah, you never got to see Oates play. He was a good player for us. Uh, he had a 20 game point streak. Latang and McAvoy both left the game in the third period. McAvoy on a back check ends up on the ice and his head hits the post. He, you know, I mean, he scored if you want to look at it that way. But yeah. he did uh, hit his head off the post. He was right back in there on Tuesday night. So, obviously, yeah. they just took him out of the game for precautions. Of course. Understandable. Um, David Rodriguez with Tyler Scales. You're listening to the Boston Bee Party. Uh, we are talking about the games from the last two weeks because, you know, Dave decided to take a vacation in the middle of hockey season and go to Disney. And how was that vacation, by the way? Oh, it was fun. A lot of walking. Uh, I think I averaged about 20,000 steps every day. My daughter, who the trip was for, absolutely loved it. Um, really can't complain about that. It is Disneyland. Yeah. So I, I had a lot of I had a lot of makeup to do as far as trying to catch up on these hockey games. So I, I am a little, a little off, a little out of it. But who cares? I'm, yeah, I'm talking and, hockey. Uh, this is fun. We also started this podcast a lot earlier today, so <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're feeling a little bit tired. But that's what happens when you uh, let Tyler make the reservation for the studio. He, he makes it for nine, not ten, which actually worked out for us because we got a little extra work done. Of course. All right, so on to Montreal. That was a tough game. Bruins go down three-one in the first. Fight back in the second. 
Uh, Clifton gets his first of the year, his first NHL regular season goal, so that was nice for him. Yeah, um, totally. Anders Bjork gets his second of the year. Let's listen to that. Now Grizzlick with a shot blocked in front. Senishin gets to it. Zach Senishin sends it back. Dust it off. McAvoy off sticks. Available. Bjork scores! Anders Bjork. Right place, right time for Boston. Sneaks it through. Carey Price. Uh, that's always a, a good thing when your young kids start putting the puck in the net. Yeah, um, Anders Bjork's been playing really well for us recently. So I'm happy to see he's on the Bruins and already has two points for us. Yeah, I'm absolutely. I'm glad he's back up. Uh, he had shoulder surgery each of the last two years um you, so you're hoping that his durability is building back up um i know they started him in providence just to get his legs back under him as far as the professional game so it's nice to see him starting to warm up a little bit i'm glad he's up here uh we also have uh zach Zanishin, uh had two assists in that game uh, yeah. another call up he he will be up i don't know if he's playing tonight in detroit but he's up for the game. Um, yeah. And he's also talked about having improvements for his game. So you can tell he's taking this very seriously for the Bruins. Yeah. And Bruce Cassidy sees something in him, which is good. So I hope to see more of him play. Yeah, absolutely. Especially in this Detroit game. It'll be his first home game, I believe. Uh, Actually, nope. It's going to be his second away game. That's good. Yeah, because yeah. he played up in Montreal, so that was an away game. Uh, he did play last year, late in the year, and get a goal, I believe. So he's yeah. got he's got some uh, very minor NHL experience. The problems I had with this game, as far as the oh, Bruins were concerned, I had a lot of problems with this game. Yeah, I'll tell you this right now. Uh, I, I, Let's hear it, Dave. I, I, my problem is they kept giving up very untimely goals. You fight back from a three-one deficit <sighs> to make the game three-three, and it was a minute thirty later. Two goals. Rash should have saved those, in my opinion. I don't know what happened to him during that that first period. Yeah, um, you know, it just every time they fought back in this game, they gave up the goal. They gave up the big goal. You know, uh, we can talk about replay and Charlie Coyle. I know that Bruce Cassidy had some things to say after the game. Let's hear him. Uh, no, you could argue it was possession play. Listen, my beef with that. Some are going to go your way, some not. Ours are not going our way lately, but I assume that they will straighten out um, over the course of time. But the rule was put in place specifically for egregious. So they're over there for three minutes. You think, well, you know, what is the purpose of this rule? You know, either you find something or you don't. Three minutes. So now you're looking for something for it to be offside. So, you know, you know it's going to go the other way, and it did. Um, so I, that's where my, my beef comes from. He and I, I agree that the role the rule was put in place for egregious calls, his words. Um they they took three minutes to look at it. How is that egregious? Um in my opinion, was the skates over the blue line before the puck? Yes. Did he have control of the puck in his skates? Yeah. And there's been a lot of arguments made for it. So I mean I see why it was an offside, but if you're gonna call that an offside, make it quicker. That, and I believe that's the Fifth disallowed goal for the Bruins this year, or the sixth? I believe it was the fourth. Um, uh, so I it, we'll fact check that, but I think it was four. Yeah. And they've lost two games in regulation by a total of three goals. And in those games, they've had three goals wiped off the board. Two in Colorado, yeah. and now one in Montreal. 
there that, was... that's just crazy to believe. Like all the disallowed goals have just led to a loss. So those disallowed goals continue to just hurt us. Yeah. Like big time. You know, some of them have been offside. Again, I referred to David Krejci as tickling the goaltender with a feather um, on one of the disallowed goals. I think it was a DeBrus goal that was disallowed. But poor Charlie Coyle, you know, Weymouth's own Charlie Coyle. If you didn't know he's from Weymouth, he's from Weymouth. Uh, I don't know if they say that enough uh, on broadcasts. Yeah. But, you know, gets gets a nice goal and it gets disallowed. Um, also... The other issue with this game as far as replay was Cassidy not challenging a goal for goaltender interference, and we can listen to him in a second, but he essentially says that the ref told him that Chara pushed the player into Rask. So let's hear that. Well, the ref, the, the guy came over and told me our guy knocked him into their goaltender, but if you want to challenge it. So he's basically telling me that, you're an idiot if you challenge it because yeah. your guy knocked him into the goalie. So our goalie's looking at me like I'm crazy, so we have to have a conversation with him, the whys of it. But So it's just one of those nights. There was a lot. Even the first goal, they cross-checked Tori into, into Tuca, but you can't challenge a non-penalty call. So there was a lot of stuff going on uh, at both ends of the rink, and none of it really went our way. So I understand him not challenging it, but why not take a look at it? I, yeah. I, guess, I guess because they're going to give you a two-minute penalty if your challenge is wrong. Um, but I, you've yeah. seen you've seen less stuff than Char's little push on the player being called as goaltender interference. So I mean, uh, I thought Bruce Cassidy was like a bit crazy for not even challenging this. Like, but when I heard it, when I heard you talking about saying like the referee didn't want him to, I can sort of understand why he didn't challenge it. Now, now yeah, that, now that I heard, now that I know the happened yeah when you go back and look at it you can understand it um I, again i just feel yeah it's gonna cost you two minutes if you're wrong but and if they're going back to toronto in the war room maybe they say oh no no that was i don't know i it just no i, I maybe if we move the war room out of toronto maybe boston will get a couple of calls i don't know that's just me I'm David Rodriguez with Tyler Scales. This is the Boston Bee Party. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Gail Fleury for Armia. Love down at the point. Carried along. Good play. It's Clifton. Clifton holding on to it. His shot scores! Connor Clifton with a brilliant individual effort. Trapping the zone and making it happen. Boston within one. Fellow check, David Krejci, and finishes the check on Krejci. Jake DeBrusque speeding around the tank scores! Jake DeBrusque from a bad angle, and the Bruins are ahead. Yeah, um, yeah, it's a lot of games, um, but, um, Obviously, very, um, very humble about it. Um, you know, I have so many uh, people that I um, should be thanking. Um, you know, obviously, um, uh, starting with my parents. Welcome back to the Boston Bee Party. I'm David Rodriguez here with me, Tyler Scales. You just heard Zdeno Chara thanking his parents uh, for getting him into hockey back in the day, and a couple of goals from earlier this week. After the Montreal game yesterday, we. Learned that Jake DeBrush is going to be out with an injury. 
Yeah, he won't be playing for the Detroit game. That'll be coming up soon. So yeah, he's not he's not gonna travel. I did not see what happened. Did you see what happened in that? Yeah, I my guess is is that he he tripped and he fell into the boards. I saw him go off and he wasn't around for the rest of the Montreal game. So that might have been what happened. It was um, a lower body injury, I believe. Was it late in the uh, late in the game? I, I, my guess is it was during the second period. I believe it was when it happened. Okay, and, and it's yeah. too bad because I he's. Scored in a couple of games. He's had an assist recently. Uh, he seems like he's starting to heat up, and now he's out for a game, maybe two. We're not exactly sure. Um, yeah, that's another second play, second line player, as well as Coleman and Krejci. They all got hurt during mm-hmm. some point in the season. Yeah, we talked about it earlier about St. Louis getting the injury bug after the deep playoff run. Um, Boston has had. Some injuries here and there, but yeah, you're right. The second line now, everybody on that second line has had an injury. We were fortunate enough that when Krejci was out, that Coyle was able to step into that role. Uh, and now we're going to rely on some of the younger kids to to get to step up their game. Well, DeBrusque is out, and Kuhlman, being a younger player, um, he's out. I'm not even. I don't even remember how long he's going to be out for. Yeah, I think. I think when we learned about it, it was like two to three weeks. Yeah, so it was a pretty long time too. So, so yeah, so that that's tough. You're gonna go into the game in Detroit. At least we know that Detroit. Um, I don't want to call it. I I think this is more of a trap game than anything. Even though you just lost to Montreal, uh, it could easily could easily be a trap game for the reason that Detroit has not been very good this year. Yeah, but you never know what might happen. Then. All teams they can sometimes just reverse oh, to yeah. a hot streak. So absolutely, Detroit is bottom of the barrel in the East. What I want to do right now is nine. Do... They have a whopping nine points. I know it probably sounds silly that I'm going to call it a trap game, but if you don't go into that game with the right mentality, then that's how you end up losing. That's why it's called a trap game. Yeah. Now, I want to get into my big surprises this week. I know you got something to talk about. Oh, we're going for surprises already. All right, hold on. No, of course. Let me, let me stretch. Hold on. All right. After you, go for it. So my big surprise for this week was the St. Louis Blues defeating the Edmonton Oilers 5-2 to two with Alex Petrangelo scoring two goals from the point on their home ice. St. Louis Blues embarrassed the Oilers that night. And he got pushed as a dry sidle in McDavid. Filling up the scoreboard. It's a bit of a big surprise for me, in my opinion. Yeah, um I I can see I I can see where you're surprised being without Tarasenko, and I believe that's the game that Steen went down in. Uh what are you looking for, boss? Scroll down. The stats for the Oilers. Oh yeah, no problem. Edmonton's right up there, twenty two points. St. Louis 25. Uh, St. Louis is second in the league right now behind Washington, who has 27 points. Boston's, what, third in the league right now? Yeah. Um, you know, I, I I don't see St. Louis, the Stanley Cup, the reigning Stanley Cup champions. I don't see that as much of a surprise. I get it with the players that they have lost. I think my biggest surprise was the turnaround that, that uh, Colorado had in the last week they won last night scoring nine goals but before that they had a uh i believe a five game losing streak and a six game winless streak um so they only got one point in there they went from eight one and one and now they're 
nine five and two. It just that was pretty surprising. Did I miss a big injury out there? Is it just they're coming back down to earth? What what do you see from that uh, from the Avalanche right now that may have contributed to? Well, you know McKinnon's been playing very well recently, but right now I don't really know. I mean, they've been playing. You said recently, right? Yeah, they the the last two weeks they've just been they they've fallen off the planet. It seems like. Yeah, it's a bit of a surprise for me. Like they have a lot of good players on that team. Uh, probably the goaltending might need some work, in my opinion. Yeah. You, oh, I think Grubauer is injured actually. Uh, I don't know when he got injured. I'm trying to look that up right now. But, yeah, I, I do believe I have in here somewhere that Grubauer got injured. Well, yeah, that that's unfortunate. My, that might be the goaltending that might need some work. Might have brought up a young player from uh, their AHL team. So Yeah, he tweaked a nagging injury on Tuesday. So it's not it's not like Grubauer has been out. He just He's had a nagging injury, apparently, but he's just got sat down he's going to be not available for the weekend uh last night's game versus nashville yeah. and he won't be there again uh, on saturday so i just did they buy into their own hype or did everybody maybe, else maybe they, maybe they just got too confident yeah did they have an easy schedule to start i don't know but i again I, i'm glad that they're back on there oh, nazim kadri there's another one he's almost in that evander kane status for me right now yeah i'm still pissed. i could feel you on that i'm still pissed after what he did to debrusque in the playoffs last year yeah oh my god it's all halloween costumes on this site oh my goodness nhl network nhl.com get your free halloween costumes all right so let's go let's go into some games from last night a lot of overtime five overtime games last night uh, the Islanders had a 10-game point streak. That's another was another surprise I read on this uh, this week. Yeah, but they end up giving up four unanswered goals to Pittsburgh and losing in overtime. Brian Russ scores in overtime. You know. Uh, yeah, from what I know, he's one of the three stars from this week at least. He had two goals, I believe. One of them, of course, was against the mentioned New York Islanders. Yep, uh, I believe he scored against the Bruins when they played him this week too. Yeah. So, uh, let's see, other overtime games. Uh, Toronto beat Vegas in overtime for Mike Babcock's, Babcock's 700th win. John Tavares is back. He's, I think it was his second game back. I might be incorrect on that. It was first or second. He scores 233 into overtime. Frederick Anderson had 37 saves, and Toronto has won three straight for the first time this year. Did he have John Tavares back on that team now? I believe he's coming back soon. No, no, he's back. He scored last night. Do you, mm. do you not listen when I speak? <laughs> no? I mean, I'm no, sorry. I don't. I, I don't listen when you speak either, so how do you feel? <laughs> oh, I'm a little heartbroken by that. Oh, you're heartbroken. Nice. Love it. Wow. This, see, this is, the, <laughs> this is the banter that's keeping us off the air, bud. Right, sit back in the hockey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Tavares. Yeah, so, so Tavares well. is back. It's... For the first or second game, so uh, don't love that Toronto's heating up. Uh, I don't really. Yeah, I, b- I believe we're going to be playing them next week. Are they coming up on our schedule again? Yeah, I thought we week. weren't going to play them till December, but I'm probably wrong on that. And they are currently yeah. three points behind Boston. And Buffalo's kind of slowed down a little bit after their hot start. 
nine four and two right now. Yeah, I believe uh, Hutton's not been playing well recently. He was like the goaltending uh, leader for like one day, and then yeah, after the game against the Rangers, he just fell down. Yeah, I feel like he got uh he gave up a had a game where he gave up like six goals. Yeah, on, it was, like, it was against the Rangers. Shots. It was against the Rangers. So yeah. I guess we shouldn't. I guess that's probably part of the reason you were so surprised that Boston shellacked them so much. Yeah, Ottawa last night. Yeah, Ottawa. Excuse me. Washington last night uh, gets two goals from Tom Wilson. One seventeen seconds into overtime to beat Florida in Florida. Philadelphia beat Montreal in uh, overtime last night as well. So again, a lot of overtime uh, games. I think about half the games last night went to overtime. Shows the parity of the league and how close it is. I still can't believe that the NHL is taking so many goals off the board. No. Um, Chicago won last night as well. They stopped Vancouver's eight-game point streak. Yeah, I watched some. I watched a video about Kane and Taze just playing amazing. Yeah, Kane had uh, three points, a goal, and two assists last night. I believe he had one power play point and one penalty kill, uh, shorthanded yeah, point. You can so. see that star line coming back. So yeah, it's good to see them heating up. I yeah. love the original six teams, but uh, you know, obviously my allegiance is to Boston. Yeah, of course. Because I'm just you know I've told you before I'm a super fan. <laughs> so coming up, the Bruins. Let's get their schedule up here. But they're gonna play Detroit tonight in Detroit. We have Solaric and Sinishin are back up. Uh, I don't know if they're going to play in this game, but with their brusque out. Uh, I could see one of them. Cassidy also, in practice yesterday, mixed up his lines a little bit, uh, his D pairs anyway. He had Chara skating with Clifton, Krug skating with Carlo, and Grizzlick skating with McAvoy. My thoughts on that, and I, I'd love to get yours, is I kind of like Clifton moving up with Chara. Yeah. Clifton with his speed and... You'd like to see him get a little more involved offensively. I think he does fairly well for us defensively. And to have him work beside Chara, even if it's just in practice for right now, I'd like to see it in a game here and there. I know Cassidy loves to mix up his lines. I think that would be great experience for a guy like Clifton. What 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 are you thinking on that? Yeah, I think it'll be a, it might be a good like try it again probably. I mean, Char and McAvoy, they play, as always, they played amazing together. But maybe, like, shifting up the defense a little bit, especially after the uh, Pittsburgh game, would be very smart. Yeah, last last couple, two or three games, they've been giving up some, some goals and some points. So I, I, I can see why you would want to start mixing it up. I, I like those pairs. They they sound like they're going to work. You, yeah. Your top two there, you got two really big guys with two really quick guys. And then, you know, the Grizzly and McAvoy. McAvoy is – I thought him coming into the league, he was going to be a little bit more of a point getter, uh, and he shows that offensive prowess, prowess yeah. putting him with Grizzly, who's got that speed as well. I mean, I think that could be a pretty dangerous pair if they get going offensively. Yeah, yeah I agree with you. I think Grizzly might need to step up his game a little bit more. I still remember that one time when he uh, had a great pass from DeBrusque. He could not capitalize from that offensive play. I think he needs to improve his offensive uh, awareness, in my opinion, and just try and work on his shots. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I I see that. Um, I think going up against 
Detroit, again, they don't even have double digits and points in the 17 games into yeah, their season. Yeah, I think this will be a blowout. I said 6-2 Boston. Yeah. Uh, I just think that uh, if you're going to mess with the Lions, this might be the game to try it. Uh, yeah, this, is, this gonna, will be a good one. You're, you're short a couple of players. I don't even know if Nordstrom's practicing right now. Uh, I will have to listen to Cassidy later on. Yeah, and I want to talk about the uh, Detroit Red Wings roster for a minute. Sure. Jimmy Howard currently has two wins. Oh, he's killing it, huh? <laughs> yeah, he is. <laughs> and that, that really surprised me. He's a, I've always saw him as a decent goaltender, but that does surprise me. Uh, and, you know, you got guys like Anthony Mantha, Tyler Bertuzzi, and Dylan Larkin with a huge amount of points. But yeah, Justin Applicators, yeah. he's a good player for them, or has been in the yeah, past. Plus Darren minus Helm. is very bad. Is it? Anthony Mantha with... Negative eight. Wow. Tyler Bertuzzi with negative five, and Dylan Lark with negative three. Mantha had a monster game early in the season too, didn't yeah. he? Yeah, he that had, that surprises me. Like a four or five goal. I, I I don't know if they're getting unlucky or just they just can't play well defensively. But I think for this game, I think they might have to step up their defense for uh, Detroit. So I can see this game being a, a pretty big scoring opportunity for like the secondary lines, and of, as of course. Pasternak has been killing it with goals re- recently. So yeah, that's a, something I want to get on Pasternak at some point too. He got his 300th career point a couple weeks ago. Yeah, we talked about that. I, I feel like he's on pace. We might see his 400th career point this year. I mean, he's already got 30. Um, oh, that's that's just so crazy, man. Yeah, he's 15 games into the season. He's a two point a game player right now. Uh, Marshawn's up there. Marshawn's leading the league with 18 assists. Yeah, and Pasternak's leading with power play goals with nine and. 15 goals. He's yeah. first in the league with goals. So. The funny thing about, and we just totally got off topic of Detroit because, well, I mean, there's really not much to say when well, you're. Not really. I mean, when you're. If you think about it. Ace goaltender has two wins and an 888, in an 887 save percentage. Yeah, but if you think about it, the Bruins, we do need to talk about the goals because, you know what? They're playing a team that's like hasn't been doing well recently with wins, and they've been. Their plus minus record is terrible, so. This might be a game where they might get more more goals and stuff. So they're going against a team that can't play well defensively. Yeah, uh, it's it's unfortunate. You like to see some of those historic teams like that. I mean, the '90s and early 2000s, Detroit was the cream of the crop, especially yeah. in the '90s, the later '90s, I believe. So, again, maybe a little before your time. Um, yeah, and as for goaltending, I believe Rask will play again, of course, because his last away game was not not good. So playing him in Detroit might be a good idea. Yeah. Uh, yeah, definitely get him up and running again. Um, you know, people, he, he didn't have a good game. Uh, he was quoted as saying something to the extent of it looked like a golf ball out there, not a hockey puck. He just couldn't track. He wasn't tracking the puck well. He was definitely very yeah. fortunate that the team in front of him was able to fight back. At least he said. At least he said he didn't see ghosts out there. So uh, yeah, <laughs> he's no Sam Darnold. Um, yeah. So I just realized that Jonathan Bernier, Bernier, excuse me, Jonathan Bernier is the backup goaltender uh, in Detroit, and he's only got two wins as well, and he's got the same save percentage. So. Yeah, you know he was pretty. I thought he was a pretty decent goaltender, for I believe it was the Kings. But yeah, he's not. They're just not having a good season out there. They must just. I they're know trying, they've been trying to rebuild over there, but 
maybe the rebuilding section for next year might be might be big for them. Yeah, I, and either way, I don't care about this fucking team. So let's <laughs> just go into the Philadelphia game. There's, there's that potty mouth again, Tyler. Now I gotta put it up as explicit. Thanks. The last one was explicit too. So. Uh, don't worry, I won't threaten to call your mom this time. That was just a joke. I got some hate mail on that one. Wow. Speaking of hate mail, don't forget to check us out on uh, Twitter, at BostonBeeParty1. That's uh, two capital Bs and a capital P and the number one, at BostonBeeParty on Twitter. Follow us there. Uh, we are still on Podbean. We are looking to possibly go to Podcast One as a different venue to help us to get our podcast out there. Uh, I'm David Rodriguez, Tyler Scales. We are going over our thoughts on the Bruins over the last couple of weeks. We went around the league as far as the games last night, some incredible games. Um, I still I still can't get over that San Jose game. San Jose's starting to pick it up a little bit for themselves right now. But I, that game last night, they were up 4 nothing early. They were up 5-1 to and then 6-2, to and they had to hold on that last minute of the game. Uh, where Minnesota had their goaltender pulled was just crazy. They had probably attempted close to 10 shots in that last 10 minutes and had a bunch of them blocked. Only a couple of them got through. It's, you know, it's one fifteen in the morning here in the East, and I'm up on my, the edge of my couch going, oh, my God, when is this game going to overtime? Am I going to be up till 2? <laughs> Tyler's going to kill me. And yet I was still the one on time this morning, Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> Come, let's uh let's talk about the Bruins' upcoming schedule. They obviously we've touched base about them playing Detroit tonight. They're gonna play Philadelphia on Sunday, and Florida Tuesday before. Uh, yeah, you were right. They're gonna meet up with Toronto next Friday. So we'll have a good, hopefully a good review of that next week when we get in here. Uh, Philadelphia has been playing pretty all right. They won last night. Uh, Sean Couturier with the game winner. Yeah, I, I believe. Yeah, they got some good players on that team right now. They've been mostly been on the, the sleeping section for the for the uh, teams this year. Now I'm, I've been really paying attention to the Flyers, but no, I I mean I as a Bruins fan, I hate the Flyers. It's just who I yeah. am. It's it's like you you're born and bred to hate Montreal. It's yeah, those, just one two thousand eleven memories coming back to you. It seems. Yeah. Oh my God. Two thousand and ten. It always comes up, and I hate bringing it up myself. So I'm gonna stop right there. I I read an article. Are, are you sick of gritty yet? The, the Flyers mascot, that big orange oh, furball. Oh, that guy is stupid. Yeah. They need a new mascot. <laughs> you think? Yeah. It's stupid. That, that mascot's terrible. Probably the worst one ever. Wow, worst one ever. Nice. I love I mean, it. They could be worse. I hadn't seen every mascot, so. Yeah, neither have I. Yeah, so Philadelphia is 8-5-2 and two on the season. That's uh, 18 points. Yeah, that, they haven't really done anything to, like, make me interested in them. No. They I, have no interesting players on that team right now. Uh, uh, well, Claude Giroux is a good player. So yeah, is, and... Katoria is a good player. Um, they got rid of who Simmons in the off season. I think. Yeah, and they don't have Scott Hartnell no more. So Hartnell's gone. Um, yeah, yeah, I mean they're good at home. Six one and one at home. But for road, eighteen how are they points. Doing? They are fourth in the. Philadelphia is fourth in the wild card standings at eighteen points right now. But they're really just one point out of the playoff picture right now. 
Away, they are 2-4-1. They are not looking very good there. Yeah, this is why I think they, the Boston Bruins will beat them 4-1 to one that game because I believe Halak will be playing. I think he realizes that he needs to play better. So I think Halak will play very well this game. I could be very wrong, but I in my prediction, I might be very wrong about how he plays. But You think Halak's going to play this one? Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think he's somebody who's going to need – he needs a little – tune up i know he's only been playing once every seven to ten days uh and that's ideally what you want out of your goaltender maybe three out of every four games would be ideal if you ask me i know the bruins use a little bit more of a timeshare back there um yeah i'm looking at philadelphia's roster i mean they got some nice young talent on there um there's james van reensdijk I know he's a little bit of an older player, but um, I, I think he's a good player. He always seems to come up big against the Bruins, so I, I would like to see them shut him down. Um, but let's move on. Who was up next for the, the Florida Bruins? Panthers? The Florida Panthers. Very nice. Old friend Sean Thornton's working in the front office over down there. Florida, again, they lost in overtime to... Washington last night. I'm going to say this right now. The Florida Panthers are dead. I have not even cared about them for years. Well, you should because they're first in the wild card. Uh, really? Yeah, 19 points. They Seven wins, five overtime losses, three regular losses. Yeah, they're only five points behind the Boston Bruins right now, so... That really makes me surprised because I I just have not been paying attention to them at all. I have no knowledge of this team. Honestly, I, just, I coming into the season, I thought they would be kind of where they're at, um, just because yeah. I I know that they've been working, uh, retooling their roster. They have they signed Nolachari this year. Somehow they're getting something out of Brett Conley that the Bruins never could. Uh, Jonathan Huberto. Uh, I like him as an assistant captain. They signed Bobrovsky, so Bobrovsky obviously goalie Bob is. They used to they yeah. were calling him in Columbus. Yeah. You know, so yeah, they have a they have a good young team, and they're working their way up. So it's nice to see them changing the culture down there and of course. fighting their way into the playoffs. Excuse me. Yeah, I just have not paid attention at all to this team, but. Yeah, uh, I uh, yeah. I understand. It's it's tough sometimes. There's a lot going on. I know we're we're mostly a Boston Bruins podcast, so yeah. Um, but I I I think it's nice that we we, I think we're doing a good job of at least touching on some of these other teams. Yeah, of course. Who was the other team we said was coming up? Toronto this Friday. We can talk about the uh, next one. Yeah, Toronto next Friday. All right, so we have. Detroit, Philadelphia, and Florida coming up next week. I believe that'll be three games, all Boston. You think we're going for a three game, grand, three game sweep of this one, huh? Yeah. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stick on my usual five points in the next three games. I think if it's a, uh, when it comes down to it, I think the Flyers are gonna give us a run for our money. Uh, not that I don't think Florida could. Florida always plays us 
good, and I remember them having yeah, some speed. I think, I think they could possibly be ones that could be challenging for yeah. us. One of those I two games, said, I think, could be in overtime. Yeah. I actually said there. Detroit might be challenging for us, too, considering we haven't played well away on the road. So Yeah, I, I think we've played okay on the road. I mean, we are 11-2-2, two two, so it's not like... Yeah, but we, we can definitely do better, though. I know so. our two losses have come on the road. Um but, uh, yeah, I, again, I would be aware of Detroit being a bit of a trap game, especially where our goaltending over the last few games has given up four goals each. Um, Halak, yeah. in his last two starts, has given up four goals. Uh, Tuca up in Montreal gave up four goals. So the Ottawa game in San Jose was the last time they didn't give up four goals. So the last three games, it's been a little tough for us. Um, our power play is phenomenal right now. I know last week I mentioned about, or two weeks ago, excuse me, I said I think they get a little too cute. Um, yeah. They can get too cute at the tune of 31.4% conversion rate with uh, being first in the league in their penalty kill, which has been phenomenal for years. Sitting top five, uh, 86.8%. So our special teams really help round us off. Yeah, of course. We... Uh, we currently lead in power plays, so... Yeah, it's nice to see... It's nice It's nice to see our special teams help us out, especially where we sometimes have a hard time. We, again, I'm saying it again, but the Bruins sometimes have a hard time as far as five-on-five goals, as yeah. a matter of fact. Let's see, five-on-five goals. Don't give me that wind-it-up. <laughs> you got, oh, come on, man. We got to have a little bit more than that, don't we? All right, so Tyler thinks we're going for a three-game sweep. He is a little aware of the possibility that it could be an overtime loss in one of those games. And yeah. he, uh, I I think we're uh, going to get five out of our next possible six points. I am definitely a little aware, uh, uh, a little leery, excuse me, of the trap game tonight. Um not to say I don't think we will win as a Bruins fan. This has been the Boston Bee Party. I'm David Rodriguez with Tyler Scales as always. Again, please check us out on Twitter at Boston Bee Party 1. That's two capital B's and a capital P and the number one. We will talk to you next week. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Krug slide along the line, and Postonar just sets it up and puts himself square to the pass. Starts with a face-off win by Bergeron. Watch him move across the line, fakes the pass back to his partner, and a rocket by Pasternak, who leads the league in points and goals. Number 47 for Boston. Both guys, five minutes each for fighting! Yeah.